1: Right, In hour number two, welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KX and Owen 106.3 FM. Uh, moments away from Wade looking, Bill. We're going to talk a little hoops with the former Hawk in about oh, 15 minutes or so. We're going to have Mike Swim on from Community Choice Credit Union. Community Choice Des Moines International Airport teaming up to give uh, someone an opportunity to win four tickets to the Big 12 championship game next Saturday in Dallas. Uh, so four tickets. What they're also going to do is they're going to kick in a $1,000. You can absolutely buy a plane ticket to get down there, mm-hmm. but you can pile in the car during this COVID era as well. Use the $1,000 how you'd like to. If you want to drive there and back, keep it in your pocket, other than you know filling your gas tank. Sure. Whatever you want to do. So Mike Swim will join us, talk more about those details from Community Choice Credit Union. The drawing is next Tuesday, the 15th. I think it's the
2: 15th. Uh, it's Tuesday. It, next Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and then Tommy Birch will join us. What about the drive? What is About 10, 11 hours, something like that? Uh, you know, it might be a little bit
1: longer because I think Oklahoma is, what, seven and a half or eight? Okay. Uh,
2: t- it's not too I'm deep into Dallas. 10 You're going to guess 10. Let's see. MapQuest. Let's get away looking, Bill. 10 man. hours, 44 minutes.
1: Not awful. You can do that one We're, stop. Right down I-35, right? You got the
2: right vehicle. Boom. Yeah. In big
1: D. The hybrid? Yeah, but you want comfort, though. Those, uh, Prius for 10.5.
2: Yeah, half yeah. Oh, uh, I, I took that thing. I took a Prius all the way down to Alabama for Alabama matchup against uh, Tennessee. Did you? Yeah. yeah.
1: Comfortable. So you could, well, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe comfortable at your age. Maybe not so much at mine. Wade Looking Bill joins the program.
3: Hello, Wade Looking Bill. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Well, that, that's a great radio I was talking about MapQuest to Dallas.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, welcome to the Miller and Condon radio
3: yes, yeah. program.
2: <laughs> There's a reason we're on ten to do.
3: filler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, right?
2: Prius probably not the best thing for a six eight guy, right, Wade? <laughs> Probably
1: not so much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little A Well, uh, look at we, uh, we've got Cyhawk hawk tomorrow. Had a, a thrilling game last night at Carver Hawkeye, uh, as Iowa comes roaring back. The women do to pick off Iowa State in dramatic fashion, uh, with that one inside the final few seconds of the basketball game. Clark hits a long-range shot. And tomorrow, the men take the floor. And boy, hopefully, Wade, there's as much drama in that one as there is in last night's game. I don't anticipate that's going to be the case. Uh, we've seen Iowa play four times so, uh, so far this year. obviously, North Carolina is front and center. How good that game was, but four games into it. What have you liked about this Iowa team?
3: Well, I think just those just those first three games you couldn't tell much. You know those teams weren't weren't great, and you know Iowa was just kind of trying to figure things out too. But I think Tuesday night against carolina they they showed me something you know Carolina. You know, they, they were bad last year. You forget they finished last in the ACC. Now, that being said, it's still Carolina, and they got seven McDonald's All-Americans and probably two, maybe three first-rounders on that team. And I thought Iowa did everything really well. You know, it was it was one of those games where Garza wasn't at his best. They still won. Um, you know, Carolina made that run to start the second half, and Iowa fought back and found a way to, to get a win against, you know, a team that's ranked 16th in the country.
2: I liked it. A lot of different parts to this team, and with the health that they have, Nunji now back into it. Looks like a very solid nine-man rotation. want to talk a couple of those bench players and want to start – with what you've seen out of Patrick McCaffrey. He hasn't shot the ball real well from the outside, just 2-13 of 13 from three, but has done a lot of other good things there. Your thoughts on his game and then Keegan Murray off the bench, mm. and I think a surprise to most everybody. Yeah. You look at you know him coming out of high school, people thought it was a stretch for him and Chris to get scholarship offers, and Keegan, he's impressed early on. Keegan's
3: been great. You know They, they didn't play a lot, both Patrick and Keegan, didn't play a lot on Tuesday, but... Those first three games, Patrick was great. Yeah, he Shot was. it well, and Keegan might have been the best player. And I forget if it was that first or second game when he played. He played really well, but I, I like those kids a lot. And you know, it, it's really nice to see, even when it's the women's game or the men's games, to see those Iowa kids play so well. Yeah. You know, just to jump back to that women's game last night. I mean, Ashley Jones has thirty-five. Iowa City girl and Kaelin Clark. You know, Dallingrad has thirty-four. But I think with Iowa. If they can build, you know, because you're going to lose Bohannon, Garza, maybe Wieskamp after Mm -hmm. this year, they got to keep planning for that future, whether it's Nungi's development or Keegan Murray, um, Tucson's, you know, getting better. Um, I think the future looks pretty good this year and down the road for
1: the Hawks. You know, let me pick on somebody said said uh, about about Garza. And, and statistically, it was not his best game. In fact, it was his worst game of the year. If you just go by points scored I mean, he still rebounded the hell out of the ball. You know, I might have been more impressed, Wade, with this performance Tuesday than the other three when he just scored at will because there was really nothing in his path, right? Which wasn't the case. I mean, Williams, Roy could throw... What was it Like four guys, 6'10 yeah. or, or taller at him. And I'll, that haste,
3: literally
1: Right? Uh, so I was actually, I came away with, you know, 16 and 14. He's an, an off night by his <laughs> standards. But I was really impressed just because how he stood up and the body blows that he took from one after another. And they were all in foul trouble by the end of the game. I was impressed by Garza, even though statistically he didn't jump off the box score.
3: I think so too. You know, if you, I, I kind of watched the the game a little bit, kind of would would back it up and watch some different things during timeouts and stuff. But he got really good shots. It wasn't like you know Carolina was playing this great defense. Luca just got shots, but he missed them. You know, he got that that left handed hook a couple times, the jump hook. You know, the that little ten twelve foot left it he short. Make, he yep. just missed them. Yep. It wasn't like it was a terrific defensive effort from Carolina, but. You know, I think that's what he's going to see is just body after body because you have to double it. I mean, I think those first three games showed that, That and you could even hear Carolina screaming, double, double. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's just going to come down to can Wieskamp, Bohannon, and Cesar Frederick make shots, and Jordan had wasn't great those first three games, and he still looks a little, I wouldn't say he's 100%, but, boy, you if those guys can shoot forty percent from three, you know, that if you double on Garza, he, he's gonna kick it out and that's a dangerous trio right there.
1: Uh, Wade looking build is our guest. Well, uh you mentioned Wieskampen. Camp and Boy, freshman's campaign. Thinking, wow, the sky's the limit. Last year, a bit of uh, I think regression is 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 fair to say, um, for for whatever reason. I, I didn't I didn't see the growth that I thought that I would see. Right, and I don't think I'm alone in that. But what we've seen so far, and in particular uh, on uh, on Tuesday night, and then Jordan Bohannon comes out after the game and said they've been you know getting on him. Shoot the basketball, shoot the basketball. You got a good stroke. If Wieskamp camp has air quote found it again, Wade, uh then this team might have another there might be one more level that we originally thought. We thought that they were going to be pretty good, but if you can count on him, wow, look out.
3: Yeah, and, and, and Joe's really good. I mean he's he's a pro. You know, he's he's almost six seven. He's big. And you know you, you you see glimpses of glimpses of it every now and then, but he's you know, he'll he'll come down and, and, and dunk on you and do some things. I mean that the game has changed so much. If you watch the NBA Finals, you saw you saw Duncan Robinson and, and, and Tyler Hero. You know, I, I don't know if Joe is quite Tyler Hero, but he had a hell of a campaign. As a twenty yep. year old than, than Duncan Robinson was. Well, mm-hmm. probably. You know, mm-hmm. now there's just there's a long ways to go. But the game has changed so much. So you look at C.J. Frederick and Joe Wieskamp, What they can do, that's marketability to NBA teams. I mean, those guys remind me of, of Matt Thomas. Mm. who's with the Raptors mm-hmm. still you know guys that can that that three and D shoot the three and play defense um I think Joe's really good and they you know he might he might not be back next year right He's talking about you know looking at things and I think he had um went that NBA take a peak option once I think he can do it twice I I, I forget what it is but you know, he's a special player. And I think, you know, all those guys' numbers would be much better if they didn't have, you know, Luca Garza down below because the offense hmm. has to run through. It. Sure. He has to get one, if not two touches per possession. And um, it's just, you know, if everything stays and we can have a season, Iowa's got a chance. Now, now that being said, tomorrow, that's perfect timing for Iowa State. Iowa played Carolina Tuesday. They got Gonzaga next week. So this is that. You know, stereotypical trap mm-hmm. game. You know, mm-hmm. now it's still Iowa State, but but Iowa State's down a little bit, a little bit of a of an unknown. Mm-hmm. So, I expect a closer game tomorrow than than people think.
2: Iowa State. Back when you were playing in the late '80s, early '90s, the the rivalry Johnny Orr had reclamated that program made them certainly somebody on the national scene that had made runs in the ncaa tournament and you know he's always going to be a tough out when he went to hilton coliseum tell us a little bit about what it was there and he had a front seat for some good ones certainly some historic games uh as you were watching and playing in those games
3: it was great it was great and i wanted on the record that when i played we won we won three out of four uh-huh. against iowa state so just just saying but um it's always great i think maybe i think it's grown a little more now but back then i think it meant a little more to the in-state kids you nice. know whether it was myself or chris street on the other side you know brian Pierce and terry Woods, and then that next year was fred and lauren meyer and hurl beach when those guys now i think now with with the with the social media whether it's george and yang and jordan bohannon kind of going at it or George blew a kiss that couple yep. years ago or Jordan left his tennis shoes last year, whatever he did. All-timer. um, I still think it's gonna be a big rivalry. You know, but that'll be different without fans, of course. But I would, you know, they would never really admit it, but they don't like Iowa State. You know, it's just you don't have to be friends with people and love everybody. You can have a little bit of, you know, dislike for your opponent, especially when they're in your state. And I just think it'll be a fun game, more distraction with what going on in the world, and hopefully they can get the game
1: in. Yeah, no no doubt about that. Wade, I want to uh, – the here and now, of course, there's no fans in buildings. We're hearing – we get to hear things that maybe we wouldn't have uh, had an opportunity to hear in the past, right? Maybe it's it's coaches barking at players, or it's players – uh, trash-talking, if you will. And and since this is a rivalry, we may be treated to that, or, you know, once we get the Big Ten play. So going back to your playing days, had there been, you know, you you had played in a pandemic, um, who would have we been listening to on your team that might have been doing a little trash-talking that wouldn't have come across you know, as clear as it would have today? You know, A.C.
3: Um, used to talk. He used to talk a little bit. You know, he's from Moline, which is basically Iowa. And um, I'm trying to think. Victor Alexander was pretty quiet. Remember, Big Vic, Michigan yeah, sure. kid. Yep. He was part of that 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 Michigan connection that that Johnny Orr had. Um, Terry Woods talked a lot. He's a Waterloo kid. I played against him in high school, and he he talked the whole game. But um, it's a it's a, it's all in fun, you know. And I'm sure the Iowa State players and the fans aren't really happy with what Jordan did last year. And, you know that's a whole other conversation, but I think it's kind of funny. You know, again, why do, do we too. have to? I'm with you. You know, with George Niang blowing the kisses, yep. or I'm sure there'll be something on Twitter here today or tomorrow. But um, I think it's all, I think it's all pretty healthy. You know, we don't, we don't want things to get out of hand, but um, I'm sure Iowa State wants to go down there and prove that they're a lot better than they were. Last week when they when they played and got beat,
1: I I think it adds to it. The Niang kiss I yeah. thought was fantastic to the student section, and then Bohannon doing what he did last year. I mean, they were both great. It adds to it, I think. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I I'm okay with it. Doesn't bother me at all. Wade, uh, you went through a tough season with Iowa as you guys were going through the rebuild after the graduation of, of Roy and BJ and Ed, those guys departing to the NBA. You know, Iowa State had a difficult season a year ago. They had an injury with Halliburton and off to a rough start with that loss to South Dakota State. When you're going through that and, and you're trying to dig yourself up, you're doing it in a great conference, you in the Big Ten, Iowa State in the Big 12, just getting up every day, going to work and, and trying to improve, how tough is that?
3: It's tough. It's tough. You know, my sophomore year at Iowa, we were actually ranked 16th in the country, just beat Carolina, ironically, Mm -hmm. at home. And then we had guys get hurt, guys didn't make grades. Just a lot of things happened. But with Iowa State, you know, I I think they have pretty good pieces. I really like Jalen Coleman-Land. I do, too. I I think he's a good player. I think that transfer from Memphis. Mm -hmm. um, Harris. Harris, Tyler Harris. You know, I think he's got a chance. They've only played two games. You know, I think Xavier Foster is going to get better and better as the year goes on. You just got to keep fighting. You know, I, I think they'll be better. And then the way basketball is with that conference tournament, you know, all you have to do is get better and go to your conference tournament. Maybe Kansas gets upset. Maybe Baylor gets upset. Maybe you get a win that you shouldn't get. And all of a sudden, you got a chance to get into the NCAA tournament. So it's so different now. Like when. When we went 4-14 four and 14 my sophomore year in the Big Ten, it was a grind. We got blown out of Michigan and Illinois. We kind of wanted the season to be done, again, because there was no conference tournament. You know, our, our season was going to be done. But this year with Iowa State, if they are a little down, they just got to keep getting better. And then come March, conference tournament, yep. maybe NCAA tournament. You never know.
1: Indeed you don't. Wade Looking, Bill Former Hawks, I hawk tomorrow night. Uh, Wade, thanks for coming on. We'll catch up with you a whole bunch of times during the season. Um how about this? I will place Christmas night. Seven, I think it's There's four seven, the four Big Ten games that day. Game, right? The yeah. Minnesota game, Christmas night. Yeah. Yeah, Well, TV, right? Absolutely. TV. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas. Wade, we'll talk I to you. we got nothing else to do. No, Can't look at I'm in. we got the Vikings in, the, in New Orleans at three, and then over to wherever it is, Big Ten Network for the Gophers and the Hawks. Uh, Wade, we'll talk to you before that. Thanks for coming on this morning. Appreciate Good, it. There's anytime. Appreciate yep. it. Good to talk to Thank you. Wade, you. looking, Bill, uh, joining us. Well, we've talked about this all morning. Let's get Matt Swim in here from the Community Choice Credit Union. Community Choice Credit Union, Des Moines International Airport, amongst the sponsors for this one, and it's a great package. If you're a Cyclone fan, if you're a football fan, uh, you want to go down and see the championship game, the Big 12 championship game. Uh, These two entities are going to give someone four tickets, and they're going to put $1,000 in your pocket. You can spend it as you want. You can buy a ticket, jump on a plane, or you can jump in the car and drive down. You want to get a hotel Do what you want with that $1,000. You want to drive home right after the game. Maybe you get home with a few hundred uh, that you didn't expect to have. Matt Swim joins us to talk about this. Uh, Matt, uh, Trent Condon is my partner. My name is Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on. That's a heck of a prize, Matt Swim. How are you?
4: I I really wish that uh, I was eligible to win it, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Yeah, really, right? (laughs) No, it's it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, You know, Iowa State fans, have been uh, you know waiting for a mm-hmm. chance like this for for a lot of years, um, and then especially when uh, Coach Campbell came into Ames, yep. you know we we knew that the opportunity would arise eventually, and, and it's finally here. So we're excited about it. We're excited to be able to to send somebody to Dallas. Um, you know a lot of a lot of thanks and and appreciation to the airport for uh, for supporting this too and allowing uh, somebody to. Hop on a plane and and head to Dallas, have a good time, and you know, really experience something that um, you know Iowa State fans have been waiting for a long time.
2: Matt, you guys do so many promotions. We hear the Community Choice name out there a whole lot. What has been at least the initial feedback as you guys have launched and launched the website along with it, isuvip.com? dot com. What have you heard so far?
3: Oh, it, it's
4: it's uh, it's been going like gangbusters, yeah. The, uh, you know, we launched it uh, shortly after the uh, West Virginia game kicked off, and within a day and a half, we we probably had more signups uh, for this promo um, than we've had in a long time for uh, some of the other promos we've done. And the last few days have have just been has just blown up. So people are excited. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's really kind of driving that is is the limited amount of tickets. Sure. Uh, this year, you know, they're. I think they're limiting 4,500 tickets per school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, AT&T is a big stadium. So, you know, limiting to that number is really putting a premium on, on these tickets and the ability to get down there and see this live. So uh, it's been a phenomenal response. People are, are itching to to find out if, they, if they're the lucky person getting to go. And, um, so yeah i mean if, if you haven't done so yet ISUVIP.com, dot com get signed up um you have you know we're open till tuesday uh the fifteenth at noon is when the contest closes up, so you know we uh it's a short turn, but people are excited and and I'm excited to to be able to talk with the person who's going to be able to go down there
1: now will you be going down there with them matt uh
4: unfortunately, I will not All right. uh, <laughs> I, Hopefully, I will have the opportunity. I've, I've been talking with some buddies to, to potentially uh, hop in a car and, and head down. Um, you know, I, I have a buddy who's an Oklahoma fan, and so hmm. you know, the the first go around this year uh, w- was fun uh, to be sitting to sit in a room and, and see that victory for Iowa State. And mm-hmm. you know, if, if we can pull off two against Oklahoma in a year, uh, you know, I, I never would have would have thought that was going to be something we'd be able to do. So, Rarified air yeah it, you know oklahoma you know they're uh you know they're they're the prestige and, and the top dog of the big 12 and and everyone wants to beat and wants to uh you know knock them off and you know the the fact that we're ranked above them we've already knocked them off once this year uh the fact that we've beaten them a few a few times over the last few years um you know kyle kemp I, I think I, yeah kyle i mean that game was was phenomenal i mean we we should we should have won the other one uh but uh you know having that opportunity to to go into a game against Oklahoma and and know that you know you can hang with them and and honestly I'm going into it expecting a win uh that's kind of just me <laughs> from a from a personal fan standpoint but uh you know what what coach Campbell's done up there has has been phenomenal. And and we're excited about the partnership that we have with Iowa state. And, um, just, just seeing this opportunity come to to central Iowa, uh, is really exciting to to see Iowa state be able to do this. You know, people we've, we've had the joy of, of seeing Iowa, uh, you know, compete Mm -hmm. for big 10 championships and, um, it's finally, uh, it's finally the cardinal and gold Yeah,
1: it's it's been a long time, no doubt about it. Um, and and I'm very very happy for the fan base, no doubt about that. So have you have you been to AT and T Stadium? Have you seen a game? I there?
4: haven't. That that's on my bucket list. Oh actually. my, you know, going going down to Jerry's World, yeah. Um, and seeing that that facility, it's huge. Uh, it, it's you know, you see pictures and and you hear stories of people who have been able to go to Cowboys games down there, and it's just It's mind blowing. You know, hearing how big that place is, and, and the and being screen, be in person. Yes. Oh, that'd be that'd be crazy.
1: Well, uh, listen. Uh, somebody's going to win four tickets, a thousand dollars in your airport or from the airport community choice credit union. The drawing is going to be held on December the fifteenth, right at noon. The website isuvip.com, isuvip.com. Matt Swim from Community Choice. Matt, thank you for coming on. Uh, hats off to all that you and your group at Community choice do uh enjoy the game hopefully uh iowa state comes back with a trophy and an opportunity to participate who knows uh in a new year's i
4: appreciate the opportunity to talk about it thanks for having us on and uh yeah hopefully uh like you said hopefully we'll be uh bringing some hardware back and who knows maybe maybe a playoff is in our is in our future
1: there's there's a pathway is it's a lottery ticket but there is a pathway matt swim thank you matt appreciate it all right, thanks, again. Yep, good to talk to you, Matt Swim from Community Choice Credit Union. Pretty good package, four tickets, mm-hmm. scarce, tough to get. You know, I've talked to I uh, Peralta and I. Big Twelve Media Days were in Dallas. Yeah, and it was this, it was August of well, the the, the Cowboy season starts September, right? Okay, so it was the August before that, mm-hmm. so a month before, and we. Don, uh, Dan Beebe the commissioner at the time actually had a his press conference w- with the media. we wasn't at the hotel it was at Jerry world and so all the media jumped in buses and we went down there we toured everything. It was you know you're in the locker room you're That's seeing awesome. the the walk um, you know some some places that I don't know if they're out of bounds to the public but just just an amazing opportunity but the screen trend I don't think people watch the field. You watch the screen because it's right in front of you. And especially
2: depending on where you're yeah, sitting.
1: Absolutely. If, you, if you're if you in a corner of an end zone, yeah. it doesn't matter. You watch the screen. It's spectacular. really is. Four, uh, four tickets to that. Community Choice Credit uh, Union. ISUVIP.com. Tommy Birch joins Miller & Condon next. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 on one hundred six point
0: three FM. It's the 12 Days of chris Listen to the sports fanatics every day as Chris Williams reaches into his sack and pulls out a great prize from one of your favorite full-court press restaurants. Gift cards, growlers, t-shirts, glasses, food, and more. From El Bait Shop, Lucky Horse Tavern, Fong's Pizza, The Royal Mile, and more of your favorite places. Enter online to win the grand prize at KXNO.com. It's the 12 Days of chris from Full Court Press and Des Moines Sports Station KXNO Remember today Ken Miller Trent Condon Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM This is KXNO
1: Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. A couple of football games tonight, a college affair, Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech. They tip on uh, FSN, I think. I'm not sure where. it's I was surprised the coverage. Or so like of, the regional fox. I think it's a regional Fox. Uh, but uh, over on uh, Channel 17, Fox, we will get a little NFL action, Patriots and the Rams. And we'll pick Trent's brain on that before we get out of here just before noon. Right now, Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register. He is with us as we cover a lot of ground with Tommy going around Central Iowa sports. Tommy, Trent and Ken, how are things?
5: Doing good. How about you guys?
1: Doing very well. Uh, we had Randy Wehofer on earlier just to, you know, to get his reaction. I don't... Was there drama in in this do you think? I mean the relationship seems to make so much sense between the Triple A Iowa Cubs and the parent club in Chicago the proximity it's about a 1 hour plane ride uh makes sense for so many reasons first class facility down here I think the relationship with Gartner and Burnaby and Company they have they enjoy a really good working relationship uh did you get the sense Tommy that there was ever a time that um that this might not be uh, turn out the way that it did?
5: No, absolutely not. And for a lot of the reasons that you'd mentioned, the the proximity, the facilities, don't manage when the new license come out and and, and kind of the, the wording is all going to be there in the grand scheme of things, I think every team, including the Iowa Cubs, are going to have to make some changes to their ballpark. And that probably includes, um, you know, a bigger weight room, adding to the locker room, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but... You know, the proximity, um, the, you know, the, the grounds, Principal Park is a phenomenal AAA stadium. And then you'd mentioned the relationship. I'll tell you this, when it comes to covering minor league baseball, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of officials with other teams, not just in the state, but throughout the country. And a lot of, you know, executives at different minor league teams kind of, I think, have a sense of entitlement thinking um the team owes us this. The team should keep us in uh, the loop on this or that or should be providing this player. Uh, uh, this guy should be going here on a rehab assignment and not there. In, in the grand scheme of things, the big league club just does not care about the minor league club. You are a feeder system and you are working for them. And I think that's probably the uh, the most remarkable thing about the Iowa Cubs is uh, that relationship part because you don't, See it throughout minor league baseball, like you see with the Iowa Cubs, where they understand, hey, they are at the beck and calling at the Chicago Cubs, and, uh, and understand that role. And I think that goes a long, long ways in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, ba- baseball in a second. Just a little breaking news here: Oklahoma-West Virginia game is canceled, so Oklahoma will not. Uh, Iowa State won't get the advantage of uh, having the weekend off while mm-hmm. Oklahoma is playing. Uh, Oklahoma will play next. Uh, on Saturday, uh, a week from Saturday against Iowa State. So Oklahoma, West Virginia off COVID uh, with West Virginia, Trent.
2: Staying with the baseball theme here, Birchie, and the two cities, towns across the river that will no longer have baseball, just what a blow it is to Clinton and Burlington, their minor league affiliations going by. I know you had an opportunity to talk to some people over there. Uh, Bring us into that, and a devastating blow for both of those places?
5: Yeah, it's a big blow because look, they are intent on having baseball there. Just because affiliated baseball is coming to an end does not mean Burlington Bees or Clinton Lumber Kings baseball will not continue. They're going to try. They're gonna. Uh, you know, the the Bees are leaning towards a collegiate wood bat league. Um, it, it, that could be a route that the Lumber Kings Lumber Kings go as well, possibly um, independent league. But it, it's just not the same. You know, it's not the the marquee of having the affiliation with that big league team and knowing and selling the idea that, hey, um, you could see Paul Molitor come through there. You could see Vita Blue. Good. Guys like that who did come through both those towns. Right. You know, Jim Leland managed in Clinton. You know, <laughs> that that's a big selling point. Now, it's not the only selling point. The Iowa Cubs will tell you, and it's 100% true, when it comes to selling. Iowa Cubs baseball to fans, they're selling uh, family, affordable, friendly, uh, fun in the sun during the summer, and, you know, obviously the prospects do help, you know, obviously when the Chris Bryant's the Javi Baezes, and the Albert Almora's are coming up, or, or they're going down, or they're coming back on rehab assignments, those are big, big draws, but uh, for both those towns, it's, it's going to be a difficult sell moving forward, because, um look, let's be honest, both those towns were, were struggling with those minor league teams there in terms of getting good, steady fans in there and getting good support from the big league affiliation as it was. So, um, you know, you had asked about the idea, was it a surprise when it came to the Iowa Cubs? There was absolutely no attention when it came to that, as there wasn't a surprise at all when it mm. came to Burlington and Clinton, where... We've known this is coming for a long, long time. And I would say, you know, at one point, maybe less than a year ago, at least before the COVID-19 crisis, I think I would have given both those teams, a lot of minor league teams that lost their affiliations, uh, a fighting chance. But then the COVID-19 crisis came, and um, that really put the PR battle um, to save those teams, um, you know, uh, on the back burner and just absolutely killed it off So. Um, it, it's something that they have certainly been planning for at least.
1: Uh, I read John Bowen Camp's piece yesterday on on his days of covering the Burlington Bees. I think he said it was 1994. There was a kid, a, a high draft pick in Seattle's organization, was making his way through Burlington, and he wanted to. He requested an interview, and after uh, this um, uh, this high draft pick had uh, hit five home runs. Uh, he sat down with Alex Rodriguez. I mean, this is what you're missing, <laughs> yeah. right? Just guys that come through uh, like that, uh, just uh, just crazy. You know, you mentioned Albert Almora, Birchie and you covered him for a long time when he was here. He was Theo Epstein's first draft pick, I believe, uh, when he took over the Cubs. Uh, that was the his first draft year was uh, when he took Almora uh, sixth overall. Uh, what what do you think it was, Tommy? Obviously, he's a gifted defensive player, but just could never figure it out in the batter's box. Was that always the case with him? Did you, you know, watching him know that, you know, the sky's the limit defensively, but boy, if he could only hit? Yeah,
5: I mean, hitting was always going to be the key for him, and I think that's what kept him in the conversation for as long as it was, was the defensive ability that you saw time and time again, but that only gets you so far, especially when the other options that the Cubs had in the outfield were really not that big a drop-off. I mean, for what you want to say about Ian Happ, and um, Ian Happ played some really good center field for the Cubs this season. So, you know, it, when it comes to the Albert Almora discussion, I think it's a greater issue to have, you know, conversation to have when it comes to a lot of these guys because you look at Almora, you look at Bryant, you look at Schwarber, um, you look at a lot of these guys that just absolutely raked in the minor leagues. Then they came up to Chicago and raked for a little bit. Albert Almora came up there and did really well at first. So did Kyle Schorber, so did, um, you know, Chris Bryant and a lot of these other guys. For one reason or another, a lot of these guys have ended up kind of hitting a wall and kind of regressed. Now, I think when it comes to guys like Chris Bryant, that's probably a lot to do with injuries, but I think there's a question that needs to be asked within the organization. I'm sure it's being asked right now is, just what is going on during this development phase where something seems to be missing where, hey, they can get them up through the system, they can get them to have some success in the big leagues, but they're struggling to maintain. it. And that's the biggest reason why we're talking about the Chicago Cubs winning one championship instead of two or three because the bats really did not come through like um, they've always hoped they would.
2: Tommy Birch joining us here as we talk a little bit of everything. Birchie, you were on the Iowa State beat for a long time before you uh, went into your new role with the Register, covered a lot of women's basketball games, and a great one last night. You wrote a story leading up to it about the Jones versus Clark matchup and lived up to the billing last night. Quite a game last evening. I, I know you weren't there covering it, Birchy, but know a lot of the story there. Two great teams, and uh, looks like... A, a future of great basketball here in the state of Iowa again. Yeah, it's kind of
5: funny leading up to the game, Lisa Bluter said, look, this isn't Caitlin Clark versus Ashley Jones. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> that's, be. that's exactly what it ended up being. Yeah. We all knew um, th- those two were going to be center stage. And even though they weren't going to be guarding each other, look, they get, if both their games revolved. Uh, both Iowa and Iowa State's games revolved around what they do. You know, Kaitlin Clark is going to be the bucket getter for Iowa. Ashley Jones is going to be the, the bucket getter for, for Iowa State. And when Iowa State was absolutely rolling through uh, probably the first two and a half quarters it was because Ashley Jones was dominating when Iowa took control of the game in the fourth quarter because Kaitlin Clark was dominating. So, I think what really excites me is the idea that man, next year's matchup that could mm. be even even crazier.
1: Yeah, hopefully fans will be allowed in the building. Right? As uh, it's just tomorrow night's going to be weird. It is Everything's weird. Who, who am I kidding? Everything is, everything is weird. Uh, so, Tommy, South Carolina was in town what Sunday? So that was the number one team in the country. How much better are they than the than Iowa, and Iowa State? Do you think?
5: Yeah, they're nine day better. I Are they? That's a whole other tier of better. But the way I look at this Iowa State team, I haven't watched enough of Iowa to really pinpoint how good they could be. But they look like they could kind of be on that same uh, trajectory as Iowa State is. Look, you know, when it comes to Iowa State, they've got so many young players on that team. They've got three players in the starting lineup. Their fourth, the 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 first that comes off the bench as a freshman is. You know, they're going to take some lumps early on in the season. It's not going to be easy, but I think the second half of the season is when you're really going to see them hit that rhythm and see them play like the team that a lot of people projected them as a top-25 team, as a team that could finish size third in the Big 12 and as a team that could maybe do some damage in the NCAA tournament. But it may not look that way right now, but I think it eventually will.
2: Got any Brian Jones stories for us, Birchie? Hmm.
5: <laughs> uh, you know, Brian Jones, uh, you know, is is a fiery guy. He, you know, I've, I've sat in front of him and the family or sent back uh, him and the family during games, and, and there's no denying the passion that comes there and, and, and the tension. And, you know, obviously there's some, um, there's definitely some bad blood there between, um, you know, the Iowa, you know, the Iowa basketball program and the Jones family. Um, with Ashley's older sister too, from from her time around the program. So, um, you know, it, it's it, it, nothing. Nothing absolutely shocks me when it comes to this story. But you know, uh, the thing that um, you know, I I will say about Brian Jones when it comes to this is, man, there there's probably not a parent that works harder uh with their kids when it comes to their sport and you know i think a lot of people on the outside looking in probably think this is an overbearing parent this is an intense parent maybe that is in the stands but when he's working with the kids you know this is something they want to do something they sign off you know sign off on and, and go all in on it and the results have shown because he's got a you know one of the best basketball players in the nation but um you know, he, he is now a target amongst fans, that's for sure.
1: No doubt about that. Tommy Birch, Des Moines Register. Birch, you're good to catch up with you. I look forward to doing it again. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register.
2: He also mentioned to me he's uh, working on a non-sports story right now about Ashby Lane, the Christmas lights that they put up. Have you ever heard of that over in the Beaverdale area? Uh-uh. It's awesome. We drive is by every year. Is that kind of
1: the tunnel thing that people are uh-uh.
2: no, it's it's a street. And okay. it's a wraparound street that goes around. And everybody. On, just, the whole, on the whole street? Not only puts up Christmas lights, but goes i mean, to the wall extreme. Really? It's worth a drive-by. You're looking for something, there's an evening light of sports. Take Cindy by there. She would get a kick out of it. Where is it? Ashby Lane, right over in the Beaverdale okay. area. There's a, if you just Google it, there'll be a map that comes up. And you drive around, I mean, it takes a minute right. to get around the loop. But it's incredible. It's really, really cool. Ashby Lane, and he's working on a story on that right now. I look forward to reading it. Bertie does good work over there. Uh, we will pick Trent's brain as to uh,
1: who he likes tonight. Not a bad Thursday night. By yeah. the way, enjoy this one because there's only one more after this. This is the penultimate. Yeah, we got college hoops. We'll be fine. We do, but if you'll enjoy Thursday night NFL football as I do, I think next week is Chargers Raiders to bring the curtain down on Thursday Night Football. We'll bring the curtain down on this program next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.
0: In 2020, we learned how important sports can be and how quickly they can be taken away. In 2021, we'll enjoy every last second. Join us on 1460 AM, 106.3 FM, or anywhere in the world with iHeartRadio. This this is Des Moines Moines Sports 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 Station KXNO.
2: Business owners, real estate agents, are you looking for an experience? proven and locally owned partner in central Iowa for your commercial construction needs. Make it Roshan Corporation. Roshan Corporation will guide you through options to make your dreams a reality. Roshan, your general contractor who can build anything from small tenant improvement spaces to large scale design build projects. It's Roshan Corporation. Online at RoshanIA.com. If you can dream it, we get hope. HopeLawFirm.com.
1: Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KX and oh one oh six point three FM. I don't have to remind you; it's been a tough year, and many Iowans are going without enough food. Food insecurity—it's doubled since January of this year, tripled for households with children. If you need help or if you can help, visit iowafoodbank.org.
2: Who you got tonight? TC Gardner Webb grabbed the eighteen and a half against Western Kentucky. That's not the NFL. That's what I'm saying. You don't on. have a game? You don't have a play? I always take the points. Take Grab the, the points. points. That's Sorry. what you always but do. But Gardner-Webb right? plus 18? 18. 18 and a half against Western Kentucky. Game one for the Bulldogs. When
1: do they tip? What time? Do you know? I think it's late. Uh, Miller and Condon back tomorrow. Murph and Andy, 2 o'clock. Fanatics at 4. Hawkeye Nation and Cyclone Fanatic Radio here.